What is up, everybody? It is JT Sports. I am back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. And on this episode, I'm here with my college football week five takeaways and reactions to some of the events that took place this past weekend and college football. If this is your first time listening and tuning in to the JT Sports Podcast, Welcome. Make sure that you follow me on my social media platforms. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JT Sports underscore. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at JT Sports underscore. And if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is JT Sports. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about what's next for Arkansas after their crushing loss to Georgia. Cincinnati pulls off the win against Notre Dame. Will they be able to make the playoffs? And lastly, how good is this Michigan Wolverines football team after defeating Wisconsin? Now, Georgia demolished and manhandled Arkansas 37-0. And it really breaks my heart to have to say it that way, but that's pretty much what happened. And I was extremely surprised that Georgia dominated Arkansas the way they did. And I'm not saying that I'm surprised because I thought Georgia was a flaw football team because there were a lot of people coming in saying that Georgia hasn't played anybody. They're overrated. And here's my thing. Okay, I knew Georgia was a good team. I didn't need Georgia to face you know, top 25 opponents to realize that this was one of the best teams in America. I understood that. However, I thought that Arkansas was going to be able to handle themselves up front and not get manhandled in the way that they did. And I was entirely wrong about that. Now, I still picked Georgia to get the win. I still had them winning by at least 10, but I didn't think they would blow out Arkansas the way they did I mean this was a splattering and like I said it hurts my soul to say this because you know I've been rooting for Arkansas this season even before this year began and when you look at this Arkansas game and I mean Georgia didn't even have to throw the football to move the ball down the field they had 273 rushing yards James Cook, 87 rushing yards, 7.3 yards per carry. Zamir White, 68 rushing yards, 4.3 yards per attempt, two touchdowns. Kenny McIntosh, 57 rushing yards, 5.7 yards per attempt. Kendall Milton, four yards per carry, a touchdown and 48 rushing yards. Like Arkansas was getting gashed in the run game. Like Georgia manhandled Arkansas up front on both sides of the football. I can't remember the last time I remember Arkansas having less than a hundred rushing yards in a game this year. Like this was an absolute smackdown. And I was really surprised that it happened the way that it did. I'm not surprised that Georgia got the win. I'm surprised in the fashion that Georgia got the win. On top of that, they did this with Stetson Bennett. He only threw the ball 11 times this game. So what's next for Arkansas after their first loss of the season? Well, me personally, if you're an Arkansas fan, you still have a lot of football to go. You play Ole Miss this weekend. A Ole Miss that the Ole Miss team that, like you, also got dominated by one of the best teams in college football, which is Alabama. So both Arkansas and Ole Miss are coming off 
pretty devastating losses even though Ole Miss was able to put some points up in the end but pretty much Ole Miss got dominated in the same fashion that Arkansas got dominated so you have two teams coming off their first losses of the year if you're an Arkansas fan you definitely like the matchup against Ole Miss because Arkansas how they got the ball ran down their throats by Georgia. Ole Miss got the ball ran down their throats by Alabama in pretty similar fashion. And there was nothing that Ole Miss defense could do to stop that Alabama offense. If you're Arkansas, you feel pretty good about your chances of being able to beat Ole Miss because you do still have a really good defense. Despite what happened against Georgia, Ole Miss is not that dominant up front like Georgia is. And to be fair with you, that that is the best defensive line that Arkansas is probably going to face this whole entire season, probably until they face Alabama. And that's probably the best offensive line that Arkansas is going to face this year. Arkansas just was a inferior team to Georgia. Georgia and Alabama are two of the best teams in college football. So if you're a Razorback fan, you should definitely be feeling really confident about your team going into this game against Ole Miss because we know that Ole Miss can put up points, but we don't know if Ole Miss can get stops on defense. And you look at how good Arkansas is in the trenches I definitely like their chances against Ole Miss now I'm not saying that they're going to beat Ole Miss but I'm saying that you definitely have to like their chances now how healthy is quarterback for Arkansas KJ Jefferson because KJ Jefferson he was you know having some injury problems heading into that Georgia matchup so you have to wonder how is he feeling this week how is he going to feel and how healthy is he going to be going into that old Miss game and also another thing that I want to see is I want to see how this Arkansas team bounces back okay because normally when you get beat down by a team like Georgia it kind of hits you mentally and that's something that I'm always eager to see in a turnaround game when you're in a situation like Ole Miss and Arkansas are you going to let Georgia or Alabama beat you two weeks in a row because there's more than just beating a team on the field you can also beat a team mentally so if you're a Arkansas Razorback fan you have to wonder how resilient this team going to be are they just going to be able to come out here and be defeated or are they going to bounce back and get back to what they were prior to playing Georgia now that Georgia game was really tough man and like I mentioned earlier I was really surprised that Arkansas got dominated up front by the way they did by Georgia Georgia has some freaks who's that dude number 99 on defense bro this dude is a cheat code this dude is a glitch I've never seen a defensive tackle be able to set the edge move side sideline to sideline the way number 99 was what's his name Jordan Davis I believe it is bro this dude is a freaking freak that dude is big as hell and this dude was going all the way to the edge the edge getting these running backs for Arkansas down bringing down KJ Jefferson like this dude was a freak like Georgia's defensive line is not your typical great defensive line like there are a lot of athletic freaks on that defensive line so if you're an Arkansas Razor back fan you're not going to end up seeing many defensive lines like this ever like that Georgia defensive line is absolutely nasty but I thought that Arkansas would be able to handle their own up front and they weren't and another big reason why Arkansas lost this game was because 
They didn't really have all that great field position. Like a lot of their drives were really in the back of their own territory. So their average starting field position wasn't even all that great. So for Arkansas, man... You got outgained 345 total yards to 162. You only had 75 rushing yards, 87 passing yards. You couldn't really get much going. And then when you were able to get a nice little drive going, you weren't able to hit the field goals. So for Arkansas, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong against Georgia. And when you're playing a team like Georgia, you don't have the opportunity to have too many mistakes. You don't have the opportunity to have missed field goals. And that's what happened to Arkansas. I'm still really high on Arkansas. I still feel like this is the second best team in the SEC West. And I definitely like their chances against Ole Miss. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be Ole Miss because Ole Miss also could exploit that Arkansas defense like I've been telling people that 3-3-5 defense when you're only rushing three it kind of leaves you at a disadvantage because then if you're if the three guys that you're sending pressure with aren't able to get pressure on the QB that's going to be a problem so you're probably going to have to throw in some blitzes there and also you definitely have to make sure that your linebackers are able to set the edge and for Arkansas they weren't able to do that against Georgia so you look at Ole Miss this week Ole Miss offensive line is solid but it's not as good as Georgia you definitely can look at that defensive line for Arkansas and they probably could have a bounce back game now, also on top of that, you have an old Miss team that got gashed by Alabama in the run game. If you're Arkansas, what are you really good at? You're running the football with KJ Jefferson, running the football with the talented group of running backs that you have on the roster like Raheem Saunders and whatnot. So I definitely feel really high on this Arkansas team. A lot of people have been asking me, JT, you overrated Arkansas. I didn't overrate Arkansas. Like, I was just really high on Arkansas. I mean, they beat Texas. They beat Texas A&M. They're 2-1 against ranked opponents. I mean, what more do you want? Like, it was bound to happen. They were bound to lose a game. People, had, like I said, they were going to go undefeated. You know, it was bound to happen. I picked Georgia to get the win. I just thought that the game would be a little bit more competitive. But, you know, when you're facing one of the best teams in college football, one of the two best teams in college football, I should add, you know, sometimes the talent gap is just too big. And that's what we saw. Georgia was just a more talented football team than Arkansas. But I can guarantee you, we would not see Arkansas get dominated the way they did up front for the remainder of the season. I can put money on that. Cincinnati defeated Notre Dame 24-13. It was a really solid game from Desmond Ritter, 19-32, 297 pass yards. He had three total touchdowns, two through the air, one on the ground. And with this win, Cincinnati remains undefeated. And the new AP Top 25 poll has just released, and Cincinnati currently is ranked fifth. So now the broader question is, Will the Bearcats make the playoffs? And a lot of people keep asking this question. 
some people have hit me up asking, okay, JT, now that Cincinnati has a win against Notre Dame, how confident are you that they will still get into the college football playoffs? And my answer to that is still, it's really early. And still right now, even if they go undefeated, we don't know if the committee's still going to put them in because the committee could very well say, well, you got one good win against Notre Dame. But I mean, what about a one-loss Oregon team? What about a one-loss Ohio State team? What about a one-loss Iowa team? What about a one-loss Penn State? team like there's still a lot of things that have to take place for me to jump on the bandwagon and say yeah Cincinnati is a lock I still feel pretty confident that Cincinnati can get into the playoffs but for right now it's still really early in the season to determine if Cincinnati is going to be a lock to get into the playoffs we still have a lot of football that needs to be played and for Cincinnati I don't even think that that Notre Dame game and the game against Indiana were their two toughest games. I believe that the rest of the season after this big Notre Dame win is where Cincinnati is going to be tested more than they ever had because now you have a big target on your back. Because I've seen a lot of times when teams have these years when they end up beating a Notre Dame, when they end up beating a big school, and then you have these college football playoff talks coming up, and then they end up, you know, sizzling out down the stretch. For Cincinnati, you look at the remainder of games, they play Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane, Tulsa, USF, SMU, ECU. You look at those games you say JT name one of those games that you can see Cincinnati losing and I can tell you no I don't see it but at the same time they have a huge target on their back and now for Cincinnati if you're Luke Fickle this is where you show just how good of a coach you are because now you have to tell your players on the team you have to say hey man our season is not over. Our season is just getting started. Our toughest stretch of the season is just now beginning. We prepared for this Notre Dame game. We prepared to face Indiana all this offseason. We had that Notre Dame game circled. You get what I'm saying? We've been waiting to play Notre Dame. Now we finally beat them. Now what's next? Well, we have to stay undefeated. We can't overlook any team. And even though Cincinnati is a more talented team than the remainder of the teams that they have left on their schedule they still could very well get into a close game they very well could end up losing one of these games in upset fashion because this is where it's really tough because now everybody for Cincinnati they're reading the articles they listening to these headlines yeah college football playoffs could Cincinnati get in you know they're feeling good about themselves and they could end up overlooking one of these teams And I'm not telling you I can't name a team. I'm just saying it very well could happen. Like the season for Cincinnati has just really began. The tough task now is trying to stay undefeated because every team is going to try their best to knock off Cincinnati because everybody pretty much has nothing left to lose, okay? When I look at Cincinnati, yes, this team did beat a really solid Notre Dame team, but this Cincinnati football team still has a lot of room for improvement I would like this offense to still be a little bit more efficient even though they did have a pretty good game against Notre Dame they did have some stretchers there in that point of game where they left some points on the board okay I still need to see more for the pass rush you know this is a Cincinnati team that still has a lot of room for improvement and yes they did defeat Notre Dame but this is far from a complete football team as a matter of fact no football team this year really looks that complete outside 
outside of Bama and Georgia. And even those two teams have their flaws. They just really haven't been tested. And when we come back in a month or so, I guarantee you Cincinnati is going to be in a one possession game with one of these teams on the schedule that you had no idea that Cincinnati was going to end up being in a close game with. I'm trying to tell you, do not overlook the rest of the schedule if you are a Bearcats fan, man. Like, I know it's pretty easy to look at the remainder of these games and be like, you know, JT, these teams aren't really all that good, but we see upsets happen any given Saturday. So I feel like the tough task for Cincinnati at this point is trying not to look ahead, trying not to overlook any opponent. Just because you beat the two toughest teams on your schedule, which were Indiana and Notre Dame, the season is far from finished. If you ask me, the season has just now began for Cincinnati because I feel like this is the toughest part for any college football team when you beat the best teams on your schedule and now you just have teams that you're going to be favored to beat I feel like these are the toughest games because then every team's going to be giving you the best shot and there could be a game when you end up slipping up and you may not be able to find yourself coming back in so for Cincinnati this is team this is still a really good team one of the best teams in college football they proved it this past Saturday against Notre Dame but now they have to finish the job they have to go undefeated once you go undefeated then we can start having a different conversation because then the question is going to be are you going to leave a undefeated Cincinnati team out of the playoffs overall one loss OU a one loss Ohio State is going to come down to a one loss team now we are going to infer that we're probably going to have two SEC teams in there via Georgia or Alabama both those two teams are probably going to be going into this uh, playoffs with only one loss so if we're looking at that okay you have to speculate there's going to be two spots left. So Cincinnati, who are you going to be competing with? So the season is far from over. It's still really too early to predict how the committee views Cincinnati because the AP top 25 polls don't mean anything. Like, I don't know why everybody's getting so worked up about the polls. Like, the AP top 25 doesn't mean anything because when the committee starts releasing these playoff rankings, that ultimately decides what matters. You know, the top 25 polls by the AP voters, everybody's getting all worked up over it. It doesn't mean anything because we've seen plenty of occasions where the committee has came out with their first ever playoff rankings for the season and they've looked entirely different compared to what the AP top 25 poll has been looking like so the committee may be looking at a lot of teams that we may be high on in a different way so the AP top 25 currently has Cincinnati ranked at fifth for all we know the college football playoff rankings could come out and the committee could feel like Cincinnati is the sixth or seventh best team in America you get what I'm saying so stop getting worked up over the AP top 25 poll because it doesn't really mean anything in the long run what matters is how the committee perceives Cincinnati and there's still a lot of games that have to be played we have a big game this weekend Iowa versus Penn State both of those teams are like three and four right now so one of those teams loses somebody's going to drop maybe Cincinnati can go up but like I said the polls don't mean anything what matters is how the committee views Cincinnati when these rankings reveal in the next couple of weeks so for Cincinnati right now, will they make the playoffs? It's still way too early. We still have a lot of football that needs to be played. And I do feel like this schedule is going to get really tough for Cincinnati because it's, you know, it's easy to play well when 
the game that you've been anticipating all this offseason is right in front of you. You just got done with it. But now it gets even tougher because now you got to make sure that you don't overlook any team that you play. You have to have that same intensity that you did against Notre Dame, against schools like Temple, UCF, Navy, Tulane. You get what I'm saying? So we're inferring that Cincinnati is going to go undefeated, but will they do it? That's the question. I believe this is where Cincinnati season gets even tougher. Even though they're not facing teams as good as an Indiana or Notre Dame, there still could be a game where they end up slipping up and end up disappointing and falling short. The last thing I want to talk about, Michigan defeated Wisconsin this past Saturday, 38-17. to How good is this Michigan Wolverines football team, man? Um, I was really impressed with how they performed against Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin isn't that good. You know, they can't really get anything going on offense. But this is a Michigan team, man, that is a really physical team. They're tough. They're gritty. They're going to run the football down your throats. They have an identity. And that's something that I can't say about a lot of teams this year in college football because it still feels like there's a lot of teams like Oklahoma that are still soul searching. They're still trying to figure out what they are. They're still trying to figure out work, what works best with the personnel that they have on their team. But when you look at Michigan, this is one of the few teams in college football that actually understands what they are and how to best utilize the talent that they have on their team. This is a team that wants to run the football down your throat. Yeah. Now, it may not be, you know, a lot of blowouts. They may be in some tighter games than what you expect them to be. But this is a gritty football team. They're physical. They're tough up front. You have a quarterback in K. McNamara who doesn't really get asked to do that much but when he does get asked to do a good amount he is able to produce 17 to 28 197 pass yards two touchdowns he's more like a game manager per se but at the same time you have a pretty solid group of wide receivers do they have incredible depth from you know their number one guy to their fifth guy i don't think not so much but they do have two three solid wide receivers who are capable of getting the job done you have hassan haskins blake Corum at running back like Michigan is going to be a really intriguing team to watch for the rest of the season. Now you got Nebraska coming up. You got Northwestern and the meat and potatoes of Michigan schedule comes late in October. Well, you got to face your rival Michigan State who is having a really good year under head coach Mel Tucker. You got Indiana. Then you got to go on the road and face Penn State. Then you got to face Ohio State. So, you know, for Michigan, I think that this team is really good. And I know they kind of have like an old-fashioned way of playing the game. You know, when Josh Gaddis came in as the OC, everybody was expecting this offense to be explosive. They expect it to be flashy. But it has been completely different. You know, Josh Gaddis has came in here. You say, you know what? I'm not going to try to do anything crazy. I'm just going to try to do what works best for us and what what works best for Michigan is running the football. And this offensive line is really good, but their defense is incredible, especially when you look at their defensive line led by Aiden Hutchinson, one of the best defensive players in America. Like Michigan, I know that they're going to be in some tighter games. They're not one of those teams that's just going to blow out everybody like uh, like how Georgia defeated Arkansas. You know, they're going to have some tight games like against Rutgers when they barely beat them. But when you look at Michigan, you know, that's just going to be the style of games that you're going to be in when you're fate, when you have that kind of playing style. So... 
Me personally, I'm really high on Michigan. I think this Michigan football team is for real. And I don't want to, you know, jump the gate too early and say that this may be the best team that Michigan has had under Jim Harbaugh or Jim. I get them mixed up. John Harbaugh or Jim Harbaugh? I think it's Jim Harbaugh, you know. But I think this is the best team that Coach Harbaugh has had so far. You know, they're off to a really good start. They're ranked in the top 10 of the new AP poll that has just came out. And this off the line is tough, man. This is just a gritty football team. This is a team that if they get into a one-possession game, you feel pretty confident about their chances, man. And when you look at the rest of the Big Ten, like you look at Iowa, Iowa and Michigan kind of winning games in the same way. You look at Iowa. Iowa is a team that has great defense. They're good up front. You know, they're not that dynamic on offense. They don't have a lot of flashy plays, but, you know, it gets the job done. And when you look at Penn State, man, Penn State kind of, you know, they're a little bit more balanced. You know, they're a little bit better when it comes to throwing the football. But overall, man, this is a really solid Michigan football team. You have to give your hats off to Coach Harbaugh for having the season that Michigan has had so far. Because remember, a lot of people feel like he's on the hot seat or was on the hot seat before the season begins. There was a lot of speculation in terms of what his future is going to be with this program. So for Jim Harbaugh, Coach Harbaugh, he's coaching like his job depends on I've been really impressed now I'm still waiting for the schedule to really kick up man because yeah they got some pretty solid wins but I'm still waiting for them to play Michigan State I'm so excited for this game man because that's going to be a really big test for Coach Harbaugh then you got to face Penn State and Ohio State like the season is going to get really tough for Michigan as we enter that late October November stretch that's pretty much the final stretch when we figure out what this team is made of but this is a tough football team they're physical like every time you see Michigan play man like you just it's just really physical man like I know it's not the flashiest I know it's kind of boring how they play but to me I'm a really big fan of physicality man and one thing that you're not going to do against the Michigan football team is you're not going to out physical them you're not going to be more dominant than them in the trenches now eventually there's going to come a game when they're going to have to prove that they can beat you through the air and one team is going to come in there and they're going to shut down that rushing attack now I thought it was going to be Wisconsin because Wisconsin held Notre Dame to what like less than 10 rushing yards I know Notre Dame had a couple of runs but you know the way college football said they take away from negative plays and things like that but Wisconsin's run defense was really good well Michigan gashed them man on offense like Wisconsin's defense really had no answer for Michigan because of how aggressive they were and Michigan is a team that you know they don't try to do too much you know I don't say I won't say they're conservative or anything like that but one thing that I will say is that Michigan they know what works for them they don't try to be flashy they get they get it done they do it the solid way you know in a solid way name may not be the most impressive way but if you're a Michigan fan man you're saying hey man if it's if it ain't broke don't fix it you get what I'm saying what's working works you get what I'm saying so the way Michigan is winning football games is really impressive but I want to see what's going to happen if they're not able to have success running the football what's going to happen when they end up facing a team like Michigan State or Penn State you get what I'm saying but I'm still really out on this Michigan football team man so far I've liked what I saw I watched a good amount of that Wisconsin game I watched a good amount of the Rutgers game and this is a really good football team man so I'm intrigued in this Michigan football team a lot 
lot of people have been asking me to talk about Michigan. What's my thoughts on them so far? I'm really happy with what's going on up there in Ann Arbor. So you guys let me know how you guys feel about Michigan down in the comment section down below. How good do you feel this team really is? Let me know down in the comment section down below. And I also appreciate you guys for listening to this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Make sure that you go ahead and leave a five-star review if you haven't already. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure that you follow me on my social media pages on Instagram at JT Sports underscore, at Twitter at JT Sports underscore. And I will see you guys shortly with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast.